Good morning, folks. Welcome to the Self-Evident Podcast. You've got Mike. You've got Easy. You're going to say good morning. Good morning. You have such a radio voice, dude. You really do. So are we going to do anything about that? Yes, we did. Self-evident radio. We started. There we go. Not, we're taking over the world. One media empire at a <laughs> time. We own the podcast space. We own the YouTube space. Now we're coming for you, radio. Everybody's going, bro. You're shaking like, in their boots. Yeah. You've got like 1,100 followers on YouTube. You own it. It's Do you ours. know how many 1,100 people are? That's a lot of people. <laughs> that's that's like... Our church can't even hold that many people. Exactly. That's how Ooh. many people were in the revolution. Probably not. That, no, that's not right. Folks, he's tired. <laughs> he's tired. Let him be. He's got an excuse. Um, also, you may notice that our friend Massey is not here. Yes, the chair isn't even pointed at the microphone. That's how how much we knew he wasn't coming. Why is that? Because I gave him Juneteenth off. He's brown. He's almost black. That means he deserves the day off. Is that what today is? Yes, it's Juneteenth. Juneteenth. Oh, we're going to talk is, about that a little bit. The, okay, yeah. yeah, we'll talk about we it. We did it last year, but I'm going to give you a reminder and... It's man, that's a that's a holiday that needs a federal celebration to it if ever there was one. But actually, Massey just got back in from California late last night. So I texted him. I said, No, I'm not gonna make you work today. I'm gonna give you rest because God said let there be rest on the seventh day. And um, so there. But he'll be back on Friday. You guys will have your boy. Until then, you got us. Woo. We're off to a rip roaring start, oh, aren't yeah. we, bro? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I hear the clicks happening. Anyways, do not forget, go to the selfevidenttruth.com. Check out the blog. I'm telling you, it is amazing the resource that we have up there. You may think you guys amazing resource. Yes, we are. And guess what? We have plenty of stuff from our good contributor, Andrew, who is nailing down um and de and destroying tearing apart the lies about christianity in the middle ages and the early church and all of that man this guy has a wealth of knowledge and information so check that out check him out also we've got great stuff from paul as well who liberty bro all the way oh yeah <laughs> that's just my picture paul in my head as i said liberty bro that's it paul from now on you're liberty bro um check out the merch Get yourself a T-shirt, and we have some cool things in the works. As always, man, there's just not enough time in the day or people on the payroll. But we're always willing to use you as forced labor um, voluntarily if you want to join the team. Okay, anything else, CZ? Uh, matching grant. Matching grant. Thank you. See, this is why you're paid the big bucks. Matching grant. We're almost there. We've got like $1,500 less or less than that. Finish her off. Come on, guys. All we need is one person to say, you know what? I want that tax write-off. I want to help self-evident get where it needs to go. I want to help support them. After all, easy and e, easy, 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 and I will be in Texas <laughs> on Monday. Monday. <laughs> Dude, that's way too... 
<laughs> You're giving me a heart attack. Man. I quit. I quit. Not on Monday. We'll be in Texas in July. Where did Which Monday come Monday? from, bro? Golly. <laughs> Today is Monday. You, you see what happens? <laughs> Two shows in without Massey, and the whole thing falls apart. Um, <laughs> July, we'll be in Texas. Massey and Carrie will also be in Texas during that time. They're going to be at the homeschool convention. Then they have a tour. Easy and E hot. And I have our tour. But all back to the matching grant. Resources help us get where we need to go. If you want to help unify this nation, this is how you can do it. We're out there. We're on the road. We're meeting people. But man, we got to eat. We got to sleep. And we have to invest into these people, right? Every dollar you spend is investing into an exponential number of people. So please pray about becoming a part of the matching grant or a monthly donor. All right. Anything else easy or are we going into it? I think we're going into it. All right. She only got a copyright violation on the song on that news bit stinger. Really? Yes. It How? was royalty free and everything. And yet copyright thing. Who copy who copyright struck this? Uh, my guess is it was the algorithm. So YouTube's algorithm, if it recognizes music, it uh, will okay. sometimes. I know that jump certain companies can just do it whenever. Yeah. So and and a lot of those royalty-free things, they have a little clip of if you get a copyright, just do this and this and this. Yeah, I was too lazy to really do that, so um, we won't roll the stinger, even though we have it. Do 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 do. <laughs> Is the timer do. ready? I don't even know where my phone is. Okay, wait, oh, no, it's man, right in front of gong me. Gong show. Honestly. All right, ready? Three, two, one, go. Do, 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 do. News bits. Here we go. <laughs> Biden's hitting the old dusty trail, the campaign trail. I don't know what you were thinking, but campaign trail. He's campaigning. He absolutely announced last month ago, if he can remember it. But he appears to be taking the same approach as he did during his campaign last time. Sit in the basement. Don't go out. Let the votes pour in. But he finally did speak at an event. Um, I think people actually got out of their cars this time. And I don't think people had to sit in their five-foot halo. So, you know, we're making progress. AFL-CIO event, the largest federation of unions. Boy, that's out of left field. Never thought the unions would back a Democrat. <laughs> the AFT with completely sensible, insane Randy Weingarten, who was all about the children during COVID. And if you don't know about that, just search her name. You'll, you'll find plenty. She's also thrown their support behind Biden. So Biden said, you've carried the country on your back to the AFL-CIO, the largest union federation. You've carried long enough. He said, it's time for millionaires and billionaires and big corporations to pay their fair share. It's time. I can get that done, but I need you badly. So are you with me? I'm wondering, does anybody else get tired of hearing this washed up phrase? Millionaires and billionaires need to pay their fair share. I feel like it's, it's the time. only thing they say. And so many people still get riled up about it. Yes. Like, <gasps> The millionaires and billionaires. They still don't pay more than us. And I love that uh, uh, probably a couple of years ago, Bernie Sanders got called out about it so much that he switched it to just billionaires. Mind you, because he was a millionaire off books and deals and all of that. Right. So once he hit millionaire status, well, it's actually the billionaires that, that have to pay their fair share. <laughs> 
So, and just reading Biden's quote, you can tell this guy doesn't even believe what he's saying and what he can get done. He's like, I can get it done. I need you badly. Vote for me. And the guy has only had what, 60 years to try and get it done. Like now all of a sudden it's time to get it done. Honestly, I feel like that's reason enough to not like to not vote for him. This man's had 60 years in not in office, but in in politics, in politics, in some position of power. And he's done little to nothing, but right. Make his family matters. Okay. I math calculation error. It's probably more like 50 years because he probably would have been like 16 at the time, but 40 to 50 years. How about that? Because I was, it was early morning. I was estimating. Anyways, my thing is like, it's still a problem. He is worse at solving problems than the feminist movement. Oh, Oh. shots fired. (laughs) All right. Number two, the BMI doesn't work because it's racist. The body mass index is racist. In a June 12th policy adoption, the American Medical Association House of Delegates, golly, that's a scary phrase to me, recognized that the BMI has issues and has been used for racist exclusion. What's racist? Why? Um, Because a Belgian mathematician, Adolf Quetelet, developed the index in the 1830s, but he used white men's data. Now, here's my point. 1830s, he was using data. I would argue that African data sets would actually skew it. Here's what I mean. Do you think there were more obese people in Belgium in the 1830s or Africa in the 1830s? And if you really want to skew the data, let's use uh, black American data sets from the 1830s. They're probably in shape. So to argue that it's racist would actually be arguing that it's from the 1830s skewed the wrong way. I think every company that was made before 2010 is racist. Yes. Because the entire yes. world was the entire world was racist before 2010. Actually, it all is still racist anyways. It is. Yes. But now we have companies that are fighting the good fight. Mhm. Mhm. Yes, they're here, including Amazon. Oh, good segue. Good segue. Amazon is fighting racism. They're doing their part. How are they doing that? A man lost access to his Amazon smart home after being accused, accused of saying something racist to a delivery driver. The funniest part of this is that the guy has such an Amazon smart home. He had a recording of the event and nothing of the sort happened. Of course, the homeowner, in being interviewed, determined that the delivery driver must have had headphones in and misheard the interaction and that he didn't look like someone who would commit a hate crime hoax. That's, that's racist. <laughs> Shut his home down. Dude, Take note, folks. I, I can't anymore. You said something mildly annoying to me. I'm shutting your entire home right. down. Right. Like, driver says, oh, guy said something racist to me. Reports it. 
Amazon presses the button, shuts the guy's <laughs> home down for a week. They just have a button on their desk with like a Don, a, a tape label of your name oh, right in man. front of it. <laughs> Take note. If you get accused of racism, Amazon could easily lock you out of your account, turning off all your systems. The guy finally got access back after a week of fighting the accusation with Amazon. Talk about not being innocent before being found guilty. That's crazy. I mean, goodness. But on on the flip side, you got a camera too, bud. Why would you not trust a face like this? <laughs> that is almost like Bond villain esque. Get him a it robe is. like Klaus Schwab. He needs an eye. He needs an eye patch over his uh, the right eye, the one that's yes, almost closed, yes. <laughs> that's and then like the the suit with the bow tie. Because he's got the bald thing going on, and now have you ever noticed his transformation? We're talking about Jeff Bezos. If you're you're listening, have you ever noticed his transition? Like he was nerdy, frail little guy until he got rich and wealthy, and then he hired the right personal trainer, and now he's like. Walking around fit, jacked, bald guy. No, Have you ever, I didn't know. Look at that. the before and after. Like, but I'm not even mocking him for that. If I were that wealthy, I would plan on being the most ripped, absolute guy in the world. Absolutely. Because I've got the money to do it. Yeah. It's like hire my personal chef, hire my trainer, hire my planner, and let's go to town. I mean, people have found the loop where they got a lot of money, spent it all on fitness and now they're making a lot of money all on, on fitness, fitness right which they use on fitness more power to them you know hey go for it there was uh the guy from it's always sunny in philadelphia mm -hmm. uh, you know that show um one of the actors was like out of shape and, and kind of chunky or whatever and he actually he gained a bunch of weight for the show or something and then got himself super rip ripped and he comes out and he talks about like, no, anybody can do it. You know, all you got to do is, you know, for three hours a day, every day, work out and hire a personal trainer and hire a chef and, you know, eat these high quality meals six times a day. Like, like pointing out I the fact that he chef. poured a bunch of money into this whole process to yeah. get the way he was. Dude, you know what actor can like metamorphose? I Use get it. camera, man. <laughs> I, this isn't a very pleasing thing to look at but um christian bale yes he can change his body like no one's yes business. he can he got super ripped for for a uh, dark knight yes he got super ripped for dark knight and then he like got super skinny for some weird other movie way around that he was doing the machinist you're the absolutely machinist. right, but he got down to like 120 pounds for the machinist. Yeah. And then he had to get up to, he got up to like 210 for, for Dark Knight yeah. right after. Like, But then he, he, he had went, another movie where he got like, he had to get like super like pot bellied mm -hmm. and just like out of shape. That was um the one about Dick Cheney, I think. Yeah. I, I think was the one. Yeah. He's... He's a master of the transformation game, which is like, crazy because that that has to do with like meta, like oh, what is it called? It's like muscular metabolism or whatever. Just being able to control like how much muscle you have. At, oh yeah, at a time that makes sense. But, anyway. All right, so news bits is over, but as a special segment, we need a full time stinger producer. That's what we need. As a special segment. We're going to celebrate Juneteenth for a moment and just remind you of why this day is so important in American history. 
Please, today, I forget. Today celebrates June 19th, 1860, 1865, when federal troops marched into Texas and proclaimed that the slaves were free. 250,000 slaves in the state of Texas. 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 Yes, it's uh, Roman. Oh, Roman. okay. Yeah, Texas. Texas were instantly granted freedom. The only problem is they were all freed two years before that with the Emancipation <laughs> Proclamation. History, folks. Um, why are we celebrating this? I'm okay with celebrating freedom of the slaves. But this is the date you pick. Now, the whole process started because some black communities in Texas decide they were going to celebrate that and that caught wildfire. But in my mind, it's like, okay, the Emancipation Proclamation two years before that freed all the slaves in the Confederate States. Perfect? No. But at least it was a step in the right direction. Was it kind of spiteful of Lincoln in the middle of the Civil War? Yes. Um, do I have my problems with Lincoln? Yes. But anyways, they were freed in Texas. The problem was People in Texas didn't tell the slaves they were free. And so the federal government, right after the Civil War, marched into Texas and forced the freedom. Now, state sovereignty aside, why don't we celebrate the ratification of the 13th Amendment, which was a federal amendment to the Constitution determining that slavery shall never happen in this, this nation again legally? Why Juneteenth? I feel like that is a bigger thing to celebrate. <laughs> like thinking about that, like the thirteenth mouth of babes. I feel like the thirteenth. I've yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. If we're gonna celebrate something, I vote the Thirteenth Amendment personally. I'm all for celebrating that. I'll get behind that being a federal holiday. Why not? Let's go for it. If we're going to celebrate freeing of the slaves, which I am totally behind freeing the slaves, I am not such a obtuse Southern racist that I'm not going to celebrate the freeing of the slaves. However, I'd rather see it done on something that to me has more validity. But the problem is people don't know their history. It's, yeah, it's not a problem of like... <sighs> It's not a problem of like any racial matter. It's just the fact that like get your facts straight. Like understand what you're doing. Yes. Understand what you're celebrating because if if you don't and you're just going along with it, you're just being an echo chamber. This have your own thought process. Just like that. That's what gets me about Abraham Lincoln. Is people will say, greatest president ever. Oh man, right next to George Washington. Awesome guy. Depends on your lens. If you're an authoritarian, sure. If you respect liberty and the foundations of this nation, you start to scratch your head and question a little bit some of the things that Abraham Lincoln did during his tenure. It's the same thing with Roosevelt. Oh, he was president through the Great Depression, and then he was president, start of World War II, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, what'd he do is a question. What were his yeah. policies during that time? And that's really not anything that at least I personally learned in public school. No. You learn about the presidents. You learn like their 
like you don't learn their lives but you learn that they existed you hear like great stories like a lincoln freed the slaves or fdr helped us in the great depression or in the war mm -hmm. and that's all you hear about like a lot of the presidents you don't hear really anything and it's really only the bigger presidents you don't hear anything right. about like the the presidents that only served one term or that served two terms but didn't do much right and that's it history cleanses things right in a not in, always in a good way i'm not i'm not using the word history covers over things history forgets things how about that that's a better term. And it's up to you to ferret out more accurately what happened. Can we get to the ultimate truth? No. Are there more than one causes that happened in certain situations? Absolutely. But the fact remains that you can dig down and start to figure things more out. We at Self-Evident try to be accurate. Are we always perfect? No. Do we find sources that maybe we shouldn't use sometimes? But we're trying. And it's not in the, the, the realm of trying to defend the Republican Party. You've heard us talk so many times about we're not Republican. We, I'm resistant sometimes to even say I'm conservative. Right. Yes, that's really my label at the end of the day. If you're going to look at how I stand, where I stand on things, yes, I'm conservative. Yeah. But I'm not interested in history just to prove my conservative point. I want to know the truth about history and how it aligns with what's going on today. Now, I have my personal beliefs. So you may say that uh, Lincoln was one of the best presidents because he kept the nation together and he did what he had to do. That's a conversation of opinion. My opinion is he's not one of the best. But the problem is people only look at he freed the slaves and he fought the Civil War, so therefore one of the best. To me, right. that's obtuse and that's shallow. Let's get down to the policies. Let's figure out how did he do what he did and then make a determination of whether or not he was good at what he was doing. I feel like the problem that we face nowadays... You got your lot. camera, too. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I'll like the problem... We face a lot. Uh, we face a lot nowadays. Is that you say you're conservative? That's not your your belief system. That is your personality now. Yeah, and that's how people will treat you. That's how people will look at you. That's that. That's, oh, he's conservative. I can't talk to him. Yeah. yeah, and it's frustrating because, like, say with us, we do consider ourselves on the more conservative side, but the problem with that, just like. The problem with labeling yourself with any other political view or belief system is that when you say that you're these things, people will automatically think of all the radical people. Yes. So you say you're conservative, people are automatically going to start thinking, oh, you probably have like Trump stickers and DeSantis stickers and like Trump worship in your house it's, or something like that. It's a jump to conclusion. Right. Which and unfortunately, that happens way too much. I, I just got to, yes, it does. And we're actually going to get into jump to conclusion for our, our main topic. But it reminded me of, um, if you've ever seen the movie Office Space. Uh, I haven't. There's there's a guy who creates a jump to conclusions, Matt, because he's he's trying to get rich quick. And uh, he, his example is the pet rock. He was like, the guy who invented the pet rock made a million dollars. And so his... Thing to 
strike it rich was a jump to conclusions, Matt. And I think maybe sometimes we have one of those in our modern media and our modern public sphere is I'm just going to jump to conclusions about this person. Um, and actually this does tie into our main topic. So there was a new development. A report was released um, from the director of national intelligence office, Avril Haines, um, her office released a report. Basically what this port report said, um, there is commercially available data on all of you. We all go, duh. Let me paint the scene for you first. You are advertised to in a very specific manner. And all of these companies are trying to figure out how to predict your behavior. And I use this example. If you get pizza every couple of weeks and you don't even realize you do it, but just you haven't had it for a couple of weeks and all of a sudden it's like, oh man, I'm craving pizza. You'll start searching for it and you'll make a purchase with your credit card. And then you'll eat the pizza and you tend to go to the same place every time and get the same thing, right? We are creatures of habit. We tend to drive the same route. We tend to use the same places or stores. We tend to buy from the same places. We tend to do the same things each day. We are creatures of habit. Advertisers want to know this because they want to know, do they fit into your habit? And so can they sway you into using your money to establish your habit with them? So what they'll do is they'll buy these massive troves of data, your data of what you're doing, collected through credit cards, collected through GPS location, collected through Facebook profiles or social media. All of this information from all of these different places is collected on you. And advertisers buy that. And it's supposed to be anonymous. Now, the intelligence community when they are investigating somebody are required to have a warrant. They're required to go to the judge and say, look, we have reasonable cause to believe that person a is committing this crime or doing this thing. And we want to gather evidence to prove that that's how our system is supposed to run. But the intelligence community has found an end around in order to be able to collect data. Notice I didn't say evidence data. They've found an end around that they can freely purchase something that is public information. And so what they're doing is gathering massive amounts of data on pretty much every American by purchasing it from these companies that collect all of this information. Now, we can raise our hand and say, oh, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's anonymous. That's okay except they've found ways to de-anonymize it. And so this report came out telling of this process. And Haynes said, given the increasing volume of data that is commercially available, I established a senior advisory group panel on commercially available information and asked them to make recommendations to the intelligence community regarding how and under what circumstances the IC intelligence community should use commercially available information and in particular, to reflect on the existing framework for ensuring the protection of privacy and civil liberties. They're going to reflect for you guys. 
they're going to come up with some recommendations for you guys. And Haynes added that her office and the intelligence community more broadly are now considering the report's key recommendations and working to implement them. Why do I have a hard time trusting this? That they really have my benefit in mind? Dude, they're the government. They're here for you. We're here to protect you. The the most who was it that said the most dangerous words from the government? I think that was We're uh, here to help you. Was uh, it Reagan. I think so. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and why do I have a hard time trusting that this director of intelligence was like, bro, really? We're like, we're doing this, and this is like bad. No. Okay. This is for you, man. This is for you. All right. So like, here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna have people like talk about it and give suggestions and i'm gonna cut out the bottom of our suggestion box and put over the trash and like but i'm gonna encourage americans and i'm gonna use like catchphrases like civil liberties and privacy and everybody's gonna be happy it's perfect this is great that's what it it amounts to in my mind when was it that the government actually actually held themselves to the fire and said, we're doing something evil and wrong? Never. This benefits us, but we need to stop this. When has the government, especially the intelligence community, said that? Hey, that. Doesn't a, isn't there a, a funny little piece of paper that was written by just a, a couple white, whitewashed, privileged nationalists, whatever? They they wrote down on this word. paper, it, it it's it's a funny little paper, but they said like, this this is like you have the right to know unreasonable searches or seizures, right? Yeah, something like you know like yeah right, yeah. Uh, I wonder where that one. It's racist. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's Never racist. Mind. We don't worry about that anymore. Yeah, probably before two thousand ten. Now. <laughs> this report was released by Admiral Haynes' office, but I do not trust her good faith. I'm sorry, Avril Haynes. I almost said Avril Levine. Avril Haynes, I would love for you to come on in this program and in an honest conversation talk about this. And I mean that. I'm not trying to take shots. But please understand that we as the private American community or the public, if you want to call us, we have a hard time trusting the intelligence community when they come out and say, oh, yeah, um, don't know if we should be doing this. We'll make some recommendations because we care about your civil liberties and, and privacy. You want to show me you care. Get rid of the Patriot Act. Get rid of the NSA. Shut that stuff down. Stop this process of now requiring photo photos taken of you at the airport oh we we have we have the text and they're they're trialing it at airports now your your picture and your image is taken hundreds of times a day already we are already living in the the technology surveillance state but come on let's not exacerbate the issue i would love to have somebody in the government actually defending my privacy and liberties and saying look this may help us catch one person, but we are really stomping on the rights of 350 million people to do that. Yeah, it's like 
we're trying to find any potential dangers to society. So we're labeling and and treating everyone as potential dangers to society. Drank at the wrong time. Absolutely. <laughs> and to your point, they're creating the threat. They nobody is making this connection, and it's driving me nuts. Since time beginning, authoritarian, tyrannical dictatorships caused their own issues. King George III caused his own downfall. And you may say, who's that? Here it's self-evident. We appreciate the history of the founding of America and the Revolutionary War and the Declaration of Independence. So I may be talking about the king that was trying to crush the colonists. Now, he wasn't the only one that was trying to crush the colonists. But Britain took this approach of, well, you're kicking up against us. We're going to oppress you more. Yeah, they were the main guys yeah, kind of against yeah, they, yeah. they owned like yeah. they owned quite a lot of the world. Yes. Governments create their own threats. Like the more you oppress the people, the more the people don't want to be oppressed and the more they're going to kick up. This this is insane to me. And so obviously this helps bloat budgets. Because if you, I was telling somebody this, uh, I think it was at church, and we were talking about, they were like, why don't they solve the border problem? I had told them, I said, because it makes money. The whole reason problems don't get solved is because they make money. Let me put it this way. If the border problem gets solved, a bunch of people no longer have reason to have a job. You don't need it. You don't need that bloated bureaucratic state. It pays more for me to not do my job in the government. Because if you do your job, the problem shrinks, and then your reason for the budget shrinks. So what happens? Your budget shrinks. When your budget shrinks, all of a sudden, a bunch of people have to get cut, have a bunch of programs, have to get, well, we don't need this anymore. Let's cut this. Because Congress, in a insane delirious state might actually cut a program for a budget so what instead happens the problem continues so that the budget grows have you ever noticed that we are always told that teachers and school systems need more money to solve the problem that they haven't been able to solve for decades as they paid more money why is it that money is never enough and the problem is always too big. Well, there are quite a lot of problems with the school systems. Are we talking about how it hasn't changed in the past 150 years or the fact that, you know, people are still... We need more money. Yeah. We need more money, Easy. Dang it. I wish you put it like that in the first... More money! Money will solve all your issues! So what happens is they find the problem. And there have been whistleblowers in the intelligence community that have come continued to come out and say we are way overblowing this domestic threat issue we're finding problems where they didn't exist actually it just came out that the fbi walked a a mentally uh challenged young man a 16 year old into terrorist charges what yes the and and i'll see if i can find the article 
this, this, uh, and you know what, what concerns me is the more I rail against the intelligence community, the more I put a target on my back, but it's frustrating. It's like, guys, I, I can't even say If that. you ever disappear, we'll know what happened. Right. I am not suicidal. They can't take us all. Well, I, I, well, <laughs> um, but seriously, this, this mentally challenged young man, yeah, an FBI informant, or FBI agent undercover started talking to this kid about ISIS. ISIS still exists. Starts talking to this kid about ISIS starts feeding him information and feeding him suggestions so much so that they're like buying the kid plane tickets to go over to the middle East. The kid didn't want to do it so much so that he skipped the flight. <laughs> Yet now they're bringing charges against him that that he's a domestic terrorist threat. It's it's and to the FBI on that topic, please, I am begging you, come out with more information and more evidence to show that this wasn't a railroad. Please. I'm giving you the chance, as though I have any influence or power, to show your integrity in the matter. Otherwise, just stop. Golly, man, find something else to do. Now, the the last part of this that I want to talk about is here's the deal. I am, and this is something that I've been thinking a lot about, and here's here's the the juicy portion of this whole thing. I'm waiting for the day when people search history weird purchases behind closed doors viewing gets leaked to attack people's reputation and character. That'll absolutely happen. It's one day. absolutely going to happen. You, it will become commonplace. It will become commonplace where a candidate for a position or, or, you know, the correct time in the campaign will happen. And then the search history of, say, an opponent of Biden will get leaked. And nobody cares that it got leaked and where it came from. All they care is that this guy's looking up tentacle porn. Great. I said the word. Now we're probably going to get censored. Womp womp. Womp womp. People are only going to care about that Amazon purchase 20 years ago or that search history phrase or that that viewing that they did that got leaked remember that thing that happened with kevin hart um on right. twitter he said something like 10 10 years ago like like mildly offensive towards people but it was a joke and people thought it was funny at the time but now he had to like go out and like do the apology uh, to her yeah yeah which is and, crazy and still didn't get put back as a host of whatever it was the oscars or whatever and it'll stick with people they're <laughs> I have, this is basically what it's going to be like. Holy crap, that guy was searching that? From now on, he's no longer Bob Smith Republican. He's BBW Bob Smith. Look, if you don't know that term, do not search. I've given you my warning. And what will happen is the mainstream media will, will encourage these attacks and keep it in the collective psyche. Do you remember that secret recording of Trump about grabbing women in certain areas. It never left the news cycle. 
It was over everything. This was a secret recording that got leaked. The only piece that has to continue in this whole process is where employees at private companies, as well as the intelligence community, are leaking this for advantage. Where now all of a sudden, it's not something you said to somebody that got secretly recorded. It's, I never thought somebody at Google would release my search history and let everybody know what I was searching in the dead of night. And everybody has skeletons in their closet. Everybody. Some more, some less. There are those few very pure people who, man, they really don't have any skeletons. And the skeletons they think they do are like, that's it. Lord bless them. Lord bless them. And I'm so surprised that this hasn't become a weapon yet. I'm waiting for that day. Because here's the point of it. When it happens there will not be a large rise up against it. What will happen is everybody will love the gossip and love the juicy nature of it, and they will completely forget that the, the, the Rubicon has been crossed. And this intelligence community gathering, to link all of this back in, what concerns me most about this is the data that the intelligence community can weaponize. And there was some Republican that came out and was like, we've got to stop talking about the DOJ being weaponized. And we've got to stop doing that because they're they're established and they're, you know, they're good. Shut up, man. <laughs> if you can't hold their feet to the fire, then get out of your job. So on 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 topic with the the topic that we have, um, Apple has this feature where at the end of each week, it tells you how long you've looked at your phone each day. And it gives you like an average time, like, oh, you spend this many hours this day, this many hours this day. So you have an average of seven hours a day looking at your phone or having your phone screen on. Um, those two can kind of be intertwined because if your phone screen is on, most of the time you're looking at it. Sometimes yeah. you're not, you're using it for GPS or whatever. But it, it not only tracks how, how much screen time you have, but it also tracks what apps you use. Right. So, And I'm, I'm sure that it probably already does this because there are a lot of apps that require like camera and microphone and different, different sections of your phone that it really shouldn't need. Right. But I'm, I feel like at this point, we're already at the point where at least for Apple and maybe major Samsung or Android phones, it's already recording the screen of what we're doing. Oh, yeah. What we're looking at. I mean, oh, different yeah. algorithms for different apps like YouTube will see like how long you pause while scrolling looking yep. at this this video or Instagram is like this yeah. photo, how long you paused. And it's only going to get to get worse. worse. And imagine this. Let's say you have salacious. Look that up. Word of the day. Salacious conversations with your wife over text. How quickly before that gets leaked? Now, it could be between you and your wife in a godly marriage, but man, you enjoy each other. 
Song of Solomon type stuff, right? That should scare everybody. That your privacy is so minimum that all of it can be used against you. And public opinion is not going to care about the nuance. You're going to say, look at this dirty person. Now, to take that a step further, you shouldn't fear it because it is what it is. And I've got solutions to this, and you're not going to like them because they're not silver bullets. Now, one is get completely off all technology, but what you did 10 years ago is still going to come back to haunt you at some point if it's used against you. Yeah. Like, you could get off today. Stuff is still there. It's always there. However, we as Christians especially, A, need to keep ourselves clean. We need to understand that what we do in the dark can be brought to the light. This doesn't mean that your search history will come back to haunt you, but it does mean that our sin has consequences. Now, your search history may come back to haunt you as a Christian. That should sink in, guys, especially. What you do in the dead of night could come back to haunt you. And one of the things that convicts me about my history is, Lord, I don't want it to ruin your testimony. That's what scares me. Yeah. It's like, my reputation aside, Lord, whatever about that, I care about your testimony, and I don't want your testimony tarnished by the bad decisions I've made over the years. I mean, what did David say when when he was slandered and when he was, um, I'm trying to figure out what verse it was. Um, I mean, when he when he committed adultery, when he finally admitted it, and, and ask for forgiveness. He said, against you alone have I sinned. Lord. Yeah. Oh, Lord, or oh, Lord, my God, restore the sparkle to my eyes or I will die. Do not let my enemies gloat. We have defeated or we have defeated him. Perfect. And he, he goes on Perfect. later to say, do not restore me in their eyes. Restore me in your eyes. In your oh, eyes. Lord. And that's that I think is the other part of this. Um, I'll get, I'll get to that. I'm glad yeah, yeah, you yeah, said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you said that. Um, if we're living a life of giving into temptation of sin, because how often do we actually not give into the temptation? The thing is, people are like, I'm so tempted. I lasted like five seconds. Grace, come on. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. It's time to step up in the midst of temptation. We need to really wrestle with the fact of how long are we wrestling with the temptation until it passes? Now, if you give in, Satan will attempt to accuse and condemn you for those sins. And that's where it could come back to haunt you. So I'm not saying you have to be perfect. I'm not saying you fear Satan. But what I am saying is be very sober-minded of your sin and consequences could back, come back to haunt you. Now, B, we are told to confess our sins to each other. We're told to ask for forgiveness. And we need to realize it is time to consecrate ourselves before the Lord. It is time for us to shed off those things that are holding us back. Sin holds us back. Sin weighs us down. It keeps us from being the most that we can be. Now, are we transformed by Christ? Yes. 
but we still need to get our feet washed from time to time. I'm not talking about this to scare you guys. I'm telling you this so that you can do a solution. Yeah. We all need to be upfront and honest with each other about our sin and the things we're hiding. Because once it's in the light, it loses its power over you. Preemptive strike. I really believe that's what Haynes was doing, was saying, look, this is going to come out sooner or later. We might as well have control of the narrative. I, I firmly believe in preemptive strike. And the thing is, preemptive strike, in all honesty, that's a Christian doctrine. You'll never expect that Christian doctrine, but it does truly explicitly say confess your sins to one another. That's a preemptive strike. Because if I come out and I tell you, look, I did this, I did this, I did this. This was a part of my life. This is what I'm struggling with. This I have a hard time with. People may come and say, did you know about this? And then the people around me go, yeah, he's, he's talked about that a lot. Yeah. That's, that's part of it. I, Massey and Carrie, they've talked extensively about the group that they were with the cult. They've talked extensively about the things that, that they did because of coercion in the cult. And they'll take responsibility for the things they did. I'm not even trying to absolve them of responsibility, but let's be honest. When you're in a psychologically persuasive group like that, you're going to do things that you'll look back and regret. Yeah. People may try to use that against them, but what those people can't say is, oh, they've been hiding this in their past the whole time. We're breaking it open. Because we've got plenty of record to go, ha, you think you're breaking something new open? Um, Look at this library of evidence about that. Right. And that's that's all a part of not living in shame because the only reason why we don't get accountability partners is because we We're feel shame. we feel oh, shameful. Took your pain. Yeah, I, I, took my thunder. I, I took man. your thunder. I'm so sorry. Dang, I still got the lightning. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. But and I feel like that's that goes kind of into Romans twelve where it talks about uh, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind or uh, by the renewing of your mind uh, that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God and what is good, acceptable and perfect. And we, if we continue to do that, we'll get to that point where we're like, yeah, what I did was bad, but I don't care what other people think of me. Right. I need to, I need to get right with the Lord. Right. And if I'm right with the Lord, it doesn't matter what I've done because I've been washed clean. And that's that's yeah. not the, oh, silly me, grace is mine. That's right. the, Lord, I messed up, but restore me. And I, I think that's the first step in this whole process, is we have got to execute this idea of, oh, silly me, I've got grace. We have to destroy that, because that's a compromise. It's a dangerous compromise. You don't see anyone in the Bible saying that. No. You... In you see, sorry to cut you off. No, you're fine. Um, Go ahead. But you see like David, whenever he sins, he's weeping and like throwing himself like around. And we, we have to accept the gravity of our sin. And we could get really deep and emotional about the fact that that sin has separated us from God and what Christ went through. We've talked about that before, and it got heavy when we talked about Christ on the cross. 
when we make that first step and we go, my sin is not to be compromised with anymore. It is no longer something to play with. We've taken that step of recognizing that God is righteous and we are supposed to be holy, set apart. And every time we go, eh, well, you know, God will forgive me. We are trampling the cross. And I say that as conviction, not condemnation, because there is hope of it's time to turn our ways, ask for repentance, or repent, sorry, ask for forgiveness, and move forward, and don't be afraid to bring your sin to light with trusted confidants, but be honest with each other, and move forward with the Lord. And Massey and I have talked about our past are, are a weapon that can be formed against us. Golly, do I have a past. And he and I have actually talked about, okay, do we do a podcast where we just come out with all of it? Now, we got to figure out the delivery mechanism because the stuff that both he and I would talk about, we can't put that on YouTube. We can't put that stuff on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and so there, it may be a special episode where mature audiences only and special vehicle for you to watch it we could keep it on the website that's kind of what i'm thinking i'm almost thinking of putting it in the torchbearer section but we i can don't lock want it people... behind the paywall well, yeah and, and i don't want people to assume <laughs> oh they're just trying to make money off their salacious information um and so i don't know if it would be like a discount code or if you get it free if you enter the discount code or something like that yeah but we've talked about okay preemptive strike like let's get all of this out in the open so we're honest with you guys. This is our past. This is who we were. This are, these are things we did and fell into while we were Christian. Because I think there's plenty of us as Christians who like, oh, yeah, that was my life before I became a Christian. Yeah, what about what you did two years ago? I, uh, well, you know. And I also want to be able to give encouragement to people of, look, we're all in this together and we all have dirt. We all have a mess, but I am being transformed by Christ. And that's not an excuse for my sin. Golly, I, I have repented and asked forgiveness. I'm being consecrated, but it doesn't mean I don't look back and go, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. And at the end of the day, what, We'll be we'll be held accountable for everything we do. Yeah, you know before before That's the throne. A scary thought, but I've I've been I've been really thinking about this recently for the past like few months. What will that be like? Me standing before the throne, all of my sins laid out before me, and God saying, "What do you have to say?" Right, I'm. The, the, and I know God washes away, right? And I know at the end of the day, those who are saved will be with him eternally. But I'm not looking forward to that moment. It's going to be a long moment. There's a lot yeah. to cover. I'm not looking forward to that. Especially because the gravity of the sin against God will be laid bare. We delude ourselves 
into thinking, oh, it's not that big of a deal. But the gravity and the consequence and the effects will be laid bare. And we don't recognize the generational effect our sin has. Adam and Eve took a bite of fruit and condemned humanity in doing it. The spiritual ramifications and the physical ramifications of our sin, I don't believe we'll know until we're standing before God. And I think that's going to be a heavy weight. I don't think I know. Now, we'll also recognize what we've done well. Yeah. And he will recognize our acceptance of the gift, if we've accepted it, of Christ's death and resurrection. Which quite literally makes it a measurable weight lighter than a feather. Washed white as snow. Your robes are clean if you've accepted Christ. And I feel like that's how it's going to go. I feel like the ending is good, but the journey to get to the good, (laughs) I believe, will be painful. And it's not to make you feel bad. It's not to make you like, it's not to make you purposefully just feel like hate yourself or whatever. It's to make you realize I did all this against the Lord. Right. That's, that's why every idle word you will account for. (sighs) Man, weigh that out. So you're worried about your search history. What you really should be worrying about is every word that proceeds out of your mouth. On that note, now the hope, right? And and if you haven't found the hope in all of this, I want you to go back and re-listen because we're we're very active in trying to give hope and solutions. And I put that hope in there throughout this conversation. Yes, that's a heavy burden, but you have the cleansing power of Christ that you can accept. And you can wash your feet, as Christ would say, by confessing your sin to each other. And there is a a releasing grace in that. And I want you to set yourself apart for him. Because it is time. I believe that God is rising up a powerful generation, but we must be separated out from the world in the sense of being holy. And people think, well, Christ has given me his righteousness, so therefore, let me ask you, if somebody gives you a perfectly white robe, can you get dirt on it? Yes. Can it be cleaned? Yes. Should we, therefore, because Christ gave us all righteousness, free grace, should it never be? Never trample on that grace you've been given. Yeah. Grace requires nothing of you, but it wasn't free. Right. So, guys... Keep an eye out. Understand the times. Um, Intelligence community, I'm sure we are on your list. All I'm asking is, like, restore some integrity, please. Please. 
go back to the Constitution, go back to the heart of the Constitution, search yourself of like, is this really what you need to be doing? Is this, is this really saving millions and millions of lives by you hoovering up data on 350 million people? I, I was reading an article from a former uh, FBI agent or whatever that was undercover with right-wing domestic extremist Nazi groups or whatever. And it painted this massive picture of like, these groups are all over the place. And the guy's example was he spent several years in a group of like 12 guys out in the middle of the woods doing pagan rituals and talking about how they're going to take down government infrastructure. 12 guys out in the middle of the woods doing some sacrifices and talking about taking down the power grid. Not saying you shouldn't have been doing that job, but let's put that in perspective. 12 guys. And that was your example of the being at the front lines of the war against domestic extremism. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be cognizant and careful of it. But man, just like the Christian, be careful that you're not finding a domestic de extremist behind every doorknob. Just like the Christian finds a demon behind every doorknob. Not everything is what you think it is. All right. Guys, I hope you got something out of this. We love you all. Keep an eye out for the stuff we're coming out with. Join the matching grant. Get it finished and over with. We're almost there. Get yourself some merch. Get yourself some merch. And... Uh, Keep an eye out. Uh, my book will be coming out. We we're finalizing um, the first run of prints. So keep an eye out for that. I do have some of you in mind of who have said, yeah, you'd like a copy. Um, I will be reaching out to you guys until Friday when we've got Massey back with us, man. I hope you guys have a great week. We love all of you. Easy. -E. Mike, we love you guys. Have a great day. Peace. Peace.